Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Motulaitis from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with December 13, 1919, Part 2, pages 282 through 284. December 13, 1919, Part 2. After that, I immediately left for Gniezno. In the meantime, at Gidrachai, the Poles, encouraged and incited by the soldiers, seized the pastor and took him away. I heard they intended to banish a whole group of Lithuanian priests in this manner, including me. Then the Poles began a campaign against me and published all kinds of fabricated stories. This campaign was led by members of the Polish National Democratic Party and especially by the Border Guard. By this means, they hoped to intimidate me and some other Lithuanian priests. The, the Polish delegation from Giedraczaj came to see me once again, and I told them that this kind of behavior is a mortal sin, and that those who took part in the attack on the pastor are excommunicated. They returned once more, but I would not receive them. They were impossibly insolent. They demanded that there be nothing for the Lithuanians in the church, and that I appoint a Polish pastor who does not know a word of Lithuanian. With the help of the border guard, they sent delegates and letters to the nuncio in Warsaw, making accusations against me. Then I appointed two representatives of my own to investigate the matter, Father Krajalis and Father Miłkowski. It turned out that the Lithuanians in Giedrasai were intimidated and many had signed up as Poles out of fear. Two persons were arrested because they admitted to being Lithuanian. Upon further investigation, it became clear that where Father Zlabsinskas was at fault was in his uncompromising character. The other accusations were groundless suspicions. On their way back from the nuncio in Warsaw, four delegates representing the three parishes of Inturk, Molitai, and Videniskai came to see me and demanded that the order of services in their churches be changed. The accusations against the pastor of Inturk were especially vehement. Since the newly ordained Polish priest, Father Stanislaw Mojejko, was on his way there, I asked him to make a thorough investigation of the situation at Intwerk. It turned out that one of the accusers, a certain Chesio, uh, is a worthless character. Under the Germans, he had sided with them, but now he had become an ardent Pole. Matskiewicz, Matskiewicz, the ringleader of the troublemakers, was also a bad sort. He had been wandering around in Russia and had now become an agent of the Polish border guard. When I returned from Gardinas, this Maskevich came to see me with two other representatives demanding changes and removal of the pastor. I answered that I would not make any changes while we were at war. I asked them to settle down and to calm the people. If they had something against the priest, they should point it out and I would see that he was he was tried in an ecclesiastical court. Then they threatened to expel the priest, just like at Gedrashai. 
If this is how you talk, I retorted, then you are not even Catholics. Perhaps you are some sort of Bolsheviks. I will not discuss anything with people who talk like this, and I threw them out. They hurried to Monsignor Mikolkiewicz, who came to me, suggesting that perhaps it would be worthwhile to investigate the matter and make some concessions. I said that I had already made an investigation through Father Mojeko, and that all this was the work of a few troublemakers. I also stated that I would not make any changes while fighting was going on, and there, and there was so much unrest. If I begin getting rid of the Lithuanian language in the churches, the Lithuanians may start to remove the Polish language on their side of the demarcation line. And after all, one must uphold truth and justice. It is now clear that the lists they brought me mean nothing, and it is impossible to make any changes under such conditions, since all hell would break loose in all the parishes of mixed nationality. In the second part of the entry, Blessed George writes of traveling to a city in Poland to attend the Conference of Bishops of Poland. At the same time, the Polish faithful in the parish in Giedrasai have seized the Lithuanian pastor of the parish and taken him away. They had been encouraged to do so by the Polish soldiers. They took him to the local militia, who then took him to Vilnius and left him in front of the bishop's residence. It was a provocation of the bishop, as if to say, we don't want this pastor anymore, you didn't remove him, so we will. Blessed George heard that they had plans to banish other Lithuanian priests in the same way, including him. Propaganda was created to destroy the bishop's reputation. It was an intimidation tactic. Blessed George told the Polish delegation that came from the parish that all who had participated were excommunicated. When they came to see him another time, he refused to see them. Their demands were impossible. They wanted a Polish pastor who spoke no Lithuanian, even though there were Lithuanian faithful in the parish. They wrote letters to the nuncio with accusations against Blessed George. Two priests who went to investigate found that the Lithuanians in the parish had been intimidated and signed lists as if they were Poles. The accusations against the pastor were just suspicions without grounds. His character was uncompromising, so they probably that probably turned people off. He wasn't a diplomat. Uh, the delegates from three other churches demanded changes from Blessed George in the services in their parish. Blessed George found out that they were uh, all being caused by some troublemakers. He tried to calm the people, but he refused to be intimidated. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace, and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.